0: It's time for the Sharks Morning Skate with all the latest on San Jose Sharks hockey. Here are your hosts, Dan Rusanowski and Drew Ramenda. Well, here we are starting the road trip at Scotiabank Arena in Toronto. The San Jose Sharks and the Toronto Maple Leafs for the second consecutive game. Back to back games, not in consecutive days, but home at home probably more correctly. And uh, Drew, I think I kinda
1: like this. Yeah, so do I. And and I was listening to Scott Hammond on the pregame show uh with Brody Brazil before last game. And they were talking about this because you during COVID, you know, they when they had those those games, you went in and played a couple games against the team. Um I like it. I think the the players would like it. I thought that was actually an area where the the NHL was going to probably go to, where they adopted not quite a baseball style, but similar to where you went to a facility, you went to somebody else's barn, you played a couple games there, they came to yours, they played a couple games there. It makes for a good rivalry. It gets a little bit of of the juices going. Um, Fans, I think, are a little bit more into it because you have the uh, familiar contempt for the other team that you're looking for so i I, and i thought it was cut down on travel but uh apparently not
0: well i think that there's a reason for this and i blame the gms for this actually i
1: blame the gms for almost everything okay Okay,
0: well here's why i think that they're in the middle of this because let's say you're a team that like like right now the sharks are in a situation they've lost 11 straight games let's be honest things are not going well no Maybe you can get things right. Maybe, maybe you're devastated by injuries. Maybe you've got all these problems at this stage of the season. And so the good news is that a two-game series like this, especially against an Eastern Conference team, is good for travel. But it's also kind of simulates what you have to get ready for in the playoffs. You're playing a, a team right away again. So that's the good side of it. It saves on travel, et cetera. But from the GM's point of view, I think the bad side of it is, well, if you're devastated by injuries and everything, then you don't really get your best against that team, and so therefore you want to play them later in the year and get another shot at them when you're when you're when you're in better shape.
1: But I, I mean, who knows? Yeah, I mean the GMs come up with all kinds of different reasons for why they do things or why they approve and don't approve of things. That could be one of the points you make. It's a it's a very good point, very salient point. So it might be that it might be that. that but I I like the fact of. Well, one, less travel, but two, um, just that almost mini-playoff feel. Well, that's
0: what we're getting here. And, of course, we get the opposite in Montreal because the Sharks played Montreal back in November. And so it's kind of we're, we're getting a little bit of both on this road trip. And then, of course... We get over to Ottawa, always a difficult place to play. And then back-to-back, afternoon Buffalo, night Chicago, not as bad as it seems.
1: No, so it's an early game against um, Ottawa, 4 o'clock game uh, Eastern, 1 o'clock Eastern, Buffalo, Martin Luther King Day, and then an evening game against Chicago. Um, Chicago obviously stunned from their situation with Bedard and Felino's hurt too now because of the fight. But this game tonight will be very, very interesting. The Sharks didn't give—I I said after the game I didn't mind their effort. David Quinn said after the game he didn't like their effort. So I talked to David about it the next day, which was two days ago. And um, he, he explained to me why. I went back home, watched, uh, watched the game again. I went, ah— Okay, I get it. So explain it to us. Well, it just, there was, especially on the forecheck, they, one, didn't get in quick enough. Two, the second man was not in any position throughout the evening to be where he needed to be. They were taking outside tracks. They weren't going directly to the puck. They weren't playing off a of guy's hip. They were giving too much space, too much time and space. I said to David, I really like the way that Toronto plays. He goes, well, why wouldn't you? Look at all the room we gave him. And I, and I watched it again and went, man, he's absolutely right. They gave him a ton of room. And the, the, there was, Danny, there was just way too much coasting. I know Brett Hedekin, with, working with you, said time and space was one of the keys. He was at 100% on the money. Time and space was way too much for the Maple Leafs. That's why they look good. And a couple of the goals in the defensive end, my goodness me, chase the puck, chase the puck, chase the puck. They don't play man on man, that's not the way they play. And when they get chasing the puck, they get tired. I, I, they, they get a little, a little dopey, and because you don't have to think when you're playing man on man. Plus,
0: if you think about it, they won four to one the Maple Leafs, but it could have been ten to one because they hit six, seven posts.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Austin Matthews hitting the post in the first period. That way, you know, and a couple of big saves too by Mackenzie Blackwood early on. Again, he has had good starts to games in this last couple of starts.
1: Yeah, that the, the uh, second goal was a was a. Was a goal none of us liked, including McKenzie. But it started from two poor choices with the D on making passes to covered men. That's how they stayed in the zone. The sharks, the sharks, just weren't—they weren't on their toes. They—they they didn't make the effort. You know, that's why you got to go back and watch the game again and, and have a look at it because for me, um, I, I thought they were—they worked hard. I—they—they they didn't work hard enough. You know.
0: You're talking, you're talking about that Croak goal, and I agree with you on that, although that line was one of the better lines that, that was on the ice for Toronto in terms of consistency. They were That, that
1: Pontus uh, Holmberg, he's really good. looked really good. Domi played well, and Croak was great. That line, whenever Sheldon Keith wanted a little bit of shift in momentum, if the Sharks had a couple of shifts where they were in the zone or they, they didn't get the juices going, um, he would throw that line out there, and that line was really, really good. They were, you want to talk about an identity, and we talk identity all the time, right? That line has an identity. That line knows how they're supposed to play. That line can change the swing of the game.
0: So the question is, what's missing from the Maple Leafs? I mean, they've just signed uh, Nylander to the big contract, as we uh, predicted in the morning, as was predicted by Drew Remenda on Sharks television. Well, actually, responding to what Elliot Friedman said, was talking yeah. about but no, uh, well, well that's because he has an intimate connection to <laughs> who's signing the contract but but the bottom line is that they've got everything set up uh, to be a great team again but do they have enough to win the
1: Stanley Cup great question I don't know like as they're currently set up the question is as always the question is goaltending. Well, he's number two star, Martin Jones, this right. week. So that's um, Swept California. six in a row, right? Now, if you look at Martin Jones' career, when he starts with a franchise, he's phenomenal, if I remember correctly, because I was on my sabbatical at that time when he came to the San Jose Sharks. He was phenomenal this He time. was. Yep. And then it was very up and down from them. Now, I do remember that series where, um, was it Nashville you guys you, you had to get by to get to the finals?
0: That was the series where I think the Sharks lost the cup. And the reason why they lost the cup was because a apparent goal by Joe Pavelski in overtime was called back, I, as I remember, because of being in the crease, which was the way they were calling it back then. I thought it was legal. They went through three overtimes, yeah. and they lost the game. Mike Fisher got the game winner. And they would have won the series in five. Yeah. They, it went all the way to seven yeah. instead. And that extra couple of games took enough out of them for when they finally got to Pittsburgh, they didn't have quite enough left Whereas the penguins had a little extra energy. And I think that was a big difference.
1: But Jones in that series had struggled in net. And I yes. remember I remember was listening, I think I was listening to you talk about it, that one where the he he stayed out in the morning skate for like an hour to work on his angles and work on his game and work, and and then was really quite phenomenal after that. You know, Martin Jones is a big goaltender. He's got great legs, great pads. Um, anything down low, he covers. If he can stay, he doesn't even have to be great. Just be, just make the save when you're supposed to make the save. Yeah. If you look at, if you look at Aiden Hill, you look at all those goaltenders. They made the save when they had to make the save. That's what they need here in Toronto. But there's a lot of good teams out there. But. Winnipeg and Toronto are number one and two in the National Hockey League in the standings. What the heck's going on in the world? Well, it's pretty
0: interesting. It's going to be a great game tonight. We're on the air at 3.30 Pacific time. Sharks and the Maple Leafs, our first game of a five-game road trip that we'll have for you on the Sharks Audio Network. Until that time, that's it for the Morning Skate today. You've been listening to the Sharks Morning Skate.